keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome everyone to Wrestle Roast. I'm your host, Robert Karpolis, and I am joined today in crystal clear HD audio and video, in case we ever use this for video, Scott Chaplin. Scott, how are you? What's up, gang? I'm good. I'm good. Yourselves? I'm doing great, and we are also joined today by what looks like retired Marine veteran, Dan <laughs> St. Germain. Dan, how are Hi. you? Uh, just you know, I'm uh, I'm obligated to serve, proud to serve. He's 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 proud to serve, and and unlike Randy Orton, he's allowed to attend uh, all Marine related events. Uh, we've got a big show for you today. Right up at the top, we're just going to clarify, just going to put this out there. We're recording this at two o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday. The WrestleMania press conference has not happened yet. I will probably come on at the end of the show and just tack on a little hey here's here's the takeaway from that but if you're if you're sitting there going hey why the fuck are they talking about it cuz we're taping early asshole fucking deal with it and grow up i may i may join you it just seems like you know with the trend of our show of a major news story breaking as soon as we're done recording so yes um thankfully look i don't know what's going on in like yeah, someone's private wrestling. jet is going down. I, you know how they posted everybody's landed in Vegas. Yeah, uh, Cody hasn't, and his stories is going to end a lot like Buddy Holly's. <laughs> <laughs> the day the mid card died. It's pretty much where he is right Rock now. Rock Reed kind of looks like La Bamba, so I think he could. Be- <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, well, no, Bronson Reed looks like the thing the plane hit in the air. That That's fucking true. made him crash. Man, um, that guy is that guy is all all torso, no neck. He he looks like a it's like a giant like hedgehog or something, like an armadillo or something. Yeah, sure, he's a very nice guy. Like between him you and got Otis him. and Ivar, like they just don't have a body. It's just they like they look like the Eminem characters. Ivar looks like kind of a normal fatty, but the other two are just you know they they defy science. Yes. Uh, but that's kind of what WWE has right now. They've got some of these just genetic like freaks. Or I watched the NXT pay-per-view, which quick plug for the Patreon, the Something to Sports Entertainment with here, talking about Vengeance Day. Joe Gacy is literally just a fat guy. I don't get it. <laughs> I do not get Joe Gacy. Maybe it's just my own self-loathing because he reminds me of me with my shirt off, but I do not get it. He's like he's doing the Bray Wyatt gimmick, but just like no, just like as a as a fat guy that likes getting beat up, which is which is it's weird. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit of the the raw opening segment, touch on a little bit of what's going on with TNA. We're gonna do dynamite or dud, high spot, low spot, all the good stuff. Uh Scott, we'll check on you for a minute. How are how are you doing, man? 
I'm great, man. I mean, I got a high spot ready to go already. I'm so, I'm so pumped about it. I'm going to figure out what time I'm going to be waking up on Sunday to enjoy it. So I'm, I'm in a good place in terms of, um, you know, pro wrestling. So, yeah. That looks like he's been crying, by the way. He <laughs> no, does. I just got out of the shower. <laughs> what does that affect I just, your I eyes? I really need Sunday to work out. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. How does showering affect how your eyes look? Well, I don't know. I mean, my whole th- everything's red. You see, it looks like I have rashing all over. No, yeah, it's just so, your eyes, man. Yeah, no, your your Irish eyes. skin, dude. You, Scott, you, Scott uh, washes his eyeballs when he's in the shower. You you look distressed, like Tony having to make a big announcement on yeah, camera. Yeah, you're supposed to hold them open like this. Ugh, please in the shower. Please don't do that again. That's Fox, fucking horrifying. Um, yeah. So I think you know. The first thing to touch on after we we did the, the show last week, I'm trying, dude, trying to keep us on the rails here. Um, the the Cody Rock stuff went all kinds of fucking sideways and crazy over the weekend. We want Cody trending all over for a couple of days. Uh, they open Raw, and I thought the way they handled this was actually kind of brilliant. In that you have Seth out there who's like, I want to fight you, Cody. And then Cody comes out there and is like, yeah, I guess I could fight you. And then Drew McIntyre was just like the avatar for the internet. And he's like, no, no, no. You you got to go fight Roman, man. Like, you got to finish your story. You got to do what your dad would have wanted to do and go be a hero and go be a champion. And you you just leave Seth like, I'll fight, I'll fight Seth. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But you, you go finish your story. And the audience did not know what the fuck to do, and I thought it was fantastic. Dan, what, do you saw this opening segment, right? What did you think I of did. This? I watched Raw on Monday. I watched Raw and Dynamite this week, and a little bit of Vengeance Day. Um, I loved it, man. Bitter Drew is a total revelation. I think, you know, I think that the problem is is that he's going to start, it's going to, he's going to start getting that CM Pump pop of, like, telling the truth. He's eventually just going to become a baby face, and it's going to be interesting you know, if he becomes a babyface, hopefully they don't fucking, you know, do this, you know, like the Vince Sports Entertainment with him and put him back with the sword. But, you know, this bitter Drew just like shitting on everything. It's just great, man. And apparently, you know, like this kind of, you know, he's their Bret Hart in, in in the sense of like, you know, kind of having a top spot, but but them always wanting to put somebody else in that top spot. So, um, yeah, it works out. It works out wonderfully. And you know, um, my one complaint to that segment, though, was which people pointed out, um, I they passed out signs and they had the same guy write all the signs. So, like, it's just like it was just like, come on, man. Like, WWE is usually better about production. And they it's didn't like, pass out signs. They didn't pass they, it. Some I, some guy brought. So Meltzer oh, reported no. that it was WWE. Apparently, Sean Ross Sapp is like. If Dave would have done like ten seconds of research, God he would have damn seen it! Why am I listening to Dave anymore? Because oh, Dave he's is got toast, you. man. Yeah, D- Dave has you in fucking like st- Stockholm syndrome here. Um, you, he, you he think gets you nothing right anymore? He doesn't even get AEW news right. No, but... no, I think he's got like a new girlfriend, and he's just like, uh, you know, he's like an eighth grader, like who just got his first girlfriend. It's uh. When... When did we get? When did the divorce happen? Why wasn't that front page WrestleZone news? Yeah, why isn't he announcing that? (laughs) Dave is so speculative and wrong. I'm shocked I don't host a podcast with him. Um, (laughs) I'm joking, but not really. Um, Look, at the end of the day, yeah, someone was handing. I've only been wrong like ten times. No, not you guys. I'm talking about other theoretical podcasts that may have existed. Oh, oh, you guys are great. Yeah, you really know how to pick them, Robert. I. 
I've, I've only been wrong once. Every you show been, I've done. Next, next been... you're gonna fucking co-host with Marty Janetti if, if this keeps going. Yes, it's gonna be the three-legged show. Yeah. Sorry about that poor Marty. Did, did he lose his leg, or was this another like Marty bullshit thing where he's like, "Oh, they're cutting off my leg. You got to send me money." Uh, I don't know. Well, you know, I read it, and it was a. Uh... So he said they're cutting off his leg, and then they said that, and then he said that his sister had passed away. And the way I read it, I was like, he might be saying that like his sister is like his leg. Like, you know how some people go, like, she's a part of me. Like, I was, I'm like, did they, did your, is it both the same things? Like, it was, it's very weird how it's written. No. I know we don't have wrestlers on a lot anymore, but we really should get Marty on at some point. If you thought Scott's audio is unreliable, can you imagine trying to get Janetti on from like a cricket wireless pay-by-minute phone? Oh, it would definitely cost us like 25 bucks. We'd just have to Venmo him or something. But yeah, the, I, yeah. I don't know. With Marty, you never know, man. The, the world of Marty Janetti is so crazy. You just never know what's real and what's not real. Well, I guess we'll know if he loses a leg. Yeah, that's true. You can't fake that. You can't fake that, and and hopefully, you know, WWE doesn't try to sign the wrong one-legged guy again. But Lauren, he I seems just like had the a kind of guy that he sold his leg, and now he's saying that he's <laughs> got to lose it. But it's just like he's willing to for like five hundred bucks. <laughs> well, no, on, we're we're gonna yeah. know when you see it's it. On, like, it's gonna be behind Conrad. It's gonna like be, bite marks taken out of it, but it's gonna be behind Conrad. I I brought I bought all this discounted Brock merch and Marty's leg. <laughs> there's, a, there's a fire sale on etsy i kind of i, I kind of feel bad for brock is that is that like if only because we don't know anything with anything i'm clarifying this but the text messages that like brock sent back to vince it did not feel like brock was like yeah this is a legitimate offer i want to have sex with this woman that you're like keeping as like prisoner it just kind of felt like he was, you know, like being a dick and just kind of like fucking with him. And was like, oh, you're not going to want me to fuck your girl because, you know, you're not going to be able to fuck her after. And now because of that, he's forever canceled. Well, from, from stories I've heard about Brock, it's he lives in his own little world and he thinks he is like king Viking. Um, and so, yeah, like if you take any of his days that he's ever existed and you just hold it up to regular people like – uh, it's like, yeah, you can't walk – you can't be dictator in life, and I think he is. Um, I, I think that will come out that he's like an obvious piece of shit and has been since he's <laughs> been 11 years old. Um, so, yeah, no, I I, 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 I don't know. Uh, no, do I, I feel bad feel for bad him? For no, some... because I don't think anything legally is going to happen to him. I, I don't think, think legally – just he's... a story. I think – yeah, I think part of this, this lawsuit, what's kind of come out – was designed to really embarrass Vince to the point where he had to be ousted from TKO. From a legal perspective, you could have made the same allegations without saying, oh, and by the way, he named sex toys after WWE wrestlers. That's not legally actionable. Dan, you can tell your wife it's okay. Um, but we <laughs> but we really, we really, uh, we really appreciate it though. For, 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 we really needed to hear that. I mean, that, that was the juiciest morsel from that. And that that's what it, some of it's just sort of, it's salacious and fun and it helped TKO do what they needed to do. But I don't think it, it helped like, from a legal perspective. It was a lawsuit tailored for the, like the cover of daily mail. I, I, I do think that like, 
I don't know, man. I mean, like, you know, Brock may have not done anything and who knows, you know, so I'm not going to speculate, but he's got so much fucking money. And I do think that like, you know, if like, if this is all that comes out, you should probably, you know, still bring him back to the hall of fame at some point, but I don't, it's not going to be anytime soon. And, you know, I don't think Brock's coming back to UFC WWE as a wrestler. The only thing I could see him doing possibly is doing one of those like gimmick celebrity fights, like a, like a, like a Logan Paul sort of situation. Um, just something that would be like a quick payday, but the guy has so much fucking money. I mean, this guy has just been taking WWE to the cleaners since 2013. He's just 10 years of just crushing them as he's, he's always gotten what he wants. He, it seems like his rate just keeps going up. He has to work less and you know, he, he deserves it. I mean, he was a huge, he was a huge part of business the last 10 years, you know, like, I mean, how many WrestleMania main events was that guy in? Um, but too many, uh, too many, too many, too many. I do think it's, I, you know, like, I think it's good for the product. If you move on from him too, you know, even if he didn't do anything, um, uh, you know, like, I think it's good for the product to, to just have a queen break from Brock. You can't be a monster forever. Um, yeah, it's going to be, look, it's going to be awkward. Like all the WWE guys are out there in Vegas doing press for this event. They're going to be doing press for mania. Seth Rollins was kind of the first guy to come out and just say like, Hey, the, the Vince stuff is, is disgusting and, and awful. It's, there's no, I'd say there's no playbook for it. There kind of is a playbook to some regard, but the wrestlers are just trying to do the best they can of, Yes, this thing has happened with someone who does not work here anymore. We're trying to move forward and do what it is we do. But then when you're Hunter and you try to say that, they like come after you. So what if um what if Brock does what Jeremy Piven did after getting canceled and he just starts doing stand-up? Like we see Brock at uh the Hollywood improv. That would be that'd be phenomenal. Brock's, yeah, but Brock's at least kind of funny. Remember he did like some of those things with Heyman? Like he had a couple of good lines. Funny as a character, dude. He's funny as a want, character. He's not like I don't want to see Brock's, comedian. I'm not. I don't I'm want not, to see Brock's take on you know the Bud Light controversy. You know that's just going to be a like a fucking hate speech rally. Maybe they give him like a show like Joe Rogan. I would love to hear Brock's take. Like just give him crazy right wing conspiracy stuff out in his you know fortress with Rena chained to the radiator in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my big takeaway from this is is Brock still wins because it's like, oh no, now Brock won't be a Brock Brock can't be around people anymore, and he'll stay in the woods hunting. And Brock's like, sounds good to me. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like the only time I've ever there's a video online on YouTube. The only time I've seen Brock genuinely happy is he was like helting deer in a in a in a hunter's bluff, and like when he picked up the deer. It's like he almost started crying. He like was so like he's like, oh, this is such a beauty. This is such a beauty. Like that's that's all that guy cares about is just like like and and I I saw him like he he really enjoyed. I saw a video where he was like uh, at a butcher's and he was like he was like uh, cutting up like steers and shit. And he seemed to really enjoy that. Like the, the, the guy's like a fucking animal. He's a, the scariest guy. Brock video. It's unintentionally scary, but he was at a Zach Bryan concert and they brought him up on stage to sing. And like Brock oh, as like a that. giddy eight year old on stage singing <laughs> like of mice and men style. It's like any moment I thought he was going to start just like killing people. It was so <laughs> fucking weird. But I don't like seeing him happy is somehow even more unsettling. Yeah. 
speaking of unsettling news, uh, we don't know what occurred, but we were kind of praising TNA over the last couple weeks of they're really getting their act together. The rebranding seems to work. They have a really strong roster. They had that participation in the Rumble. And then out of nowhere, Scott DeMore is out as, as TNA president. And the the only comment I saw, it was a couple hours before this happened, where Moose said, like, if Scott DeMore is not here, I wasn't, I'm not re-signing with TNA. This thing is a weird, it's weird timing. It's weird. I, I kind of want to see that guy in WWE, so that's cool. Moose? Yeah. Yes. I think that Boy, dude would be awesome. Be. Um, I mean, Jacob Fatu's, but I mean, I, I think fucking try to get Fatu. I think Fat, I would get Fatu maybe even over Okada. That that guy's so. Oh, great. yeah. Jacob Fatu's fantastic. He's great in the ring. He's a good promo. He's obviously part of the bloodline trajectory. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a lot of upside. Okada, he's got to be like pretty banged up still. Scott, this is where you say Okada's way better. What are you talking about? You're an idiot. <laughs> no, I mean, no, unfortunately, look, I think Okada is amazing. But when's the last time I've seen like the best of Okada? I don't it's been two or three years, maybe. When he showed up uh, in a t-shirt and jeans on dynamite. <laughs> but I also feel like New Japan's never really recovered since uh COVID. And so it's so hard to judge. And that's why wherever he goes. He doesn't, I I think, get to like relax like Shinsuke got to. He does actually have to put in a year of amazing matches, or people are going to be like, "Damn." Yeah, it's um, that's only if he goes to AEW. If he goes to WWE, the the threshold is a lot lower. They're just going to be happy to see this guy and be like, "Oh, cool." It's it's I feel a. Like, I feel like Tony gave him so much money. He's got to go to AEW. I think Tony like like backed the brakes drop up for him, and I don't think WWE did. No, I don't. I don't think WWE feels like they need him, even in they this crisis I mean, situation. It's like, guys, the worst case scenario at WrestleMania is you're going to get Rock versus Roman Reigns as a main event for one night of WrestleMania. Like that's your worst case scenario, and people are calling for someone's head in a match that's still pretty damn impressive on a poster. For sure. I mean, also Jacob Fett, too. And I don't think he needs NXT, but him in NXT is so intriguing. He's someone that like will make people actually tune in. He can be he can be your replacement for Braun just like that, you know, um, and the relationship with the bloodline, but keeping him away from them because he is so different. And then eventually getting to it when you figure him out after a year or two. So, yeah. He is a guy that if if WWE's looking, then they, they need to get him for sure. And I think enough time has passed with the like the MLW lawsuit that they're not going to be afraid to go touch an MLW guy. Uh in the same way they now have or they had this relationship with TNA. I know they're doing this stuff with all Japan. I don't fully understand what happened with Stardom. I've I've seen where like they like Stardom like fired their president and now this guy for tampering is supposedly going to start his own promotion. But Tony Khan was doing cartwheel or he can't really do cartwheels. He's got like brittle bone syndrome, but like was on Twitter posting like gifts of, of curb your enthusiasm. Like this is so great. The stardom guy is gone. Cause I guess that guy was blocking Tony from, from signing people. 
Well, Scott, you know the you know the yeah, story. Can I ask Scott what's going on here? I mean, I yeah, I vaguely know it from what Tony's posting and what a few other people are posting. But yeah, this guy got fired from Stardom. He's the the creator of Stardom. Uh, but Bushi Road, I guess, fired him because. Yeah, it seems like he was either making plans to start his own company in Japan, and uh, while doing that, also what what Tony seems to be implying is that he was also working alongside WWE and getting them to not speak to AEW talent, Stardom talent, um, while people like Julia would, you know, go to WWE. Um, yeah, it seems like this guy's going to start a company, his, his own, I would guess, female promotion, and then be the first Japanese company that's like really hand in hand with WWE, which is good because Julia was supposed to go to WWE. Yeah. Now this guy left and she's apparently sticking around and helping him start his new company. It just seems like, yeah, what a place to just send NXT talent, send WWE talent and filter Japanese talent. Be interesting to see what he does. Be interesting if Scott Demore winds up working with NXT. Yeah. So I I mean, you know, there's a few stories going around. There's one that's like Scott Demore is is a, is a secret bad guy and he's going to be banished forever. And there's the story well, that's that's one individual who has who has yeah, said sure, that. Sure. Not saying who it is, but I'm sure he <laughs> yeah. has lots of stuff to back it up. He wouldn't sure. just say this willy nilly and then leave a potential co-host <laughs> twisting in the wind, with thumb up his ass. But anyway, yes. Hey, move but over, bitter. Anyway, move over, bitter Drew. Bitter Carpolis is after the chat. <laughs> no, I'm not getting shirts made up. Um, Other people are saying he t-shirt. wanted a bigger budget for TNA, and he might have wanted to buy TNA or something like that. He's rich, and, uh, right? Huh? He's, he's Canadian he's rich. rich. He's Canadian rich, so that's yeah, like no like clue. Shit's Creek, like he could buy a motel or something. Yeah, and they just weren't having it, so they got rid of him. And and you know their plan is to really not try to make TNA bigger, which what it seemed like that's what he was going for, right? Over the last few months, that Scott Moore really wanted to try his best to make this a big deal. I guess we'll see what happens now. But I think if you get him and NXT working with Sean, working with Borash, assuming. Scott's clean in his departure. I have a feeling his departure was not, I don't know anything, was was not predicated by anything weird behind the scenes because so many people, like wrestlers, posted, like, thank you, Scott. We're going to miss you, like Jordan Grace, Moose, all these people. Yeah, it, it was the, the outpouring was, was I, I will say this. I don't know anything about, you know, the stuff that, you know, Hausman posted, but Who? the time the time that I met, that I met, uh, the time that I did meet Scott, he was very nice. I met him at the Flare Roast. And he was like super, super sweet. Him and Jops Alexander, yeah. and my man crush James Storm, who I still takes my breath away. Man, when that guy rolled up to me in his SUV and he leaned out, it was like Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born. Keep going, Robert. Uh, yes, James Storm has a so fun side story. We brought James Storm into MLW. We never actually used him on TV, but we filmed vignettes with him. And the idea was, we were like, we found this like lone road at night. And it was just him like slowly walking and it was fucking magical. Like that dude on camera, it pops. So I, I get it. Um, I thought Josh Alexander was your, your man crush that came out of that. I don't know if it was James Storm. Well, he's the one I message a lot, but I didn't get, I didn't get James's information. All right. So that's your, so you got a man crush and you got like your, your bromance, two different things going on here. Yeah. 
James Storm's got the restraining order. Uh, love it. I got uh, I got a couple guys on my roster. You know, Sean Waldman, Josh Alexander, Stokely Hathaway, The Blade. Just some guys in the business. I re- uh, Pat Buck. Some guys that I regularly message. You know, no no big deal. Like you threw the blade in there. Like that was going to be the one. Where we're like, ooh, <laughs> your gateway into the butcher. You can get like mustache techniques. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of the Blade and Stokely Hathaway, who, believe it or not, I think are both still under contract to All Elite Wrestling, um, either, yeah, even though neither one of them exist anymore. Stokely's we're gonna... doing stuff with uh, James... Uh, he's doing stuff with... Chris Statlander? Uh, Chris Statlander, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they mentioned yeah. it on a on a tout post once. Um, <laughs> dude, I watch Dynamite. I don't have time to go back and watch fucking Collision uh, or Rampage, unless Scott's like, oh, you got to see this dope thing on Collision. Was there something dope on Collision, Scott, that I don't know about? The last two weeks, Collision has been unbelievable. And I got to say, because I haven't said it, and it's maybe been a month now, I feel like randomly you guys will shit on this Hangman-JD Drake match. Like, yes. we'll go, oh, Collision I haven't, I haven't said shit about it. I haven't said shit about it. Me and Mike. I don't know if you've seen it. It was like three or four weeks ago. It was on Collision. It is so good. And uh, I'm, I'm sick and tired of people using that as a reference to why Collision is bad. No, you're, you Collision know what, Scott? Very, I'm going to put it – look, you're right. The way that they followed that up by making J.D. Drake a bigger star <laughs> since this match, I, I will eat my words. The way they Robert, made you, this – you watch – I will say this, Robert, in Scott's defense – you watch AEW the wrong way. You can't compare it to WWE anymore. A- A- AEW is just, you just watch it and you enjoy the things you can enjoy hold about on, it. You can't up. expect, you, you can you say that this week. Anything, you cannot expect anything anymore out of AEW long-term story-wise. You can't get disappointed the same way you get disappointed in AEW, in WWE. It's just, you know, it's like watching a scrimmage versus a playoff game. That, that's fine if they say that they're a scrimmage, but the problem no, is... No, they're building something very special, and, and, and the last few episodes of both shows have shown that they care about stories, and um, and your complaints are dated. Look, this was... Uh, I was getting already... I was getting already to say nice things about this week's episode of Dynamite. Now Scott, I gotta fucking go the other way. Scott, are you saying big business is on the way? Brother... Big business. <laughs> Dude, I really hate the name. I'm so mad it's called Big it's Business. It's so stupid. The name is so stupid. You know, because the, there was a post going around for the last few weeks, um, a post going around where it was like it was going to be called The Statement. And I'm like, oh, that's cool because the bank statement is uh, is Mercedes uh, finisher. Yeah, that's cool. Money statement or whatever it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cashing the check, I think, is her finisher now. Um, but yeah, big business is—it's not a great name, but I do think it's going to be a great show. And last night's show was great. And if you want to start up top with that first match, I—you know—we we we go in order here. Uh, yeah, Swerve and Hangman Adam Page put on a fucking classic to open this episode of Dynamite. They did the 30-minute match. They did the double turn without making it obvious. Uh, Hangman denying the five more minutes and saying, you got to beat me, and you didn't. Incredible. I thought this was fantastic storytelling. They paid off what they built for the last couple months. 
Swerve as the strong babyface, Hangman as the delusional heel, and then Samoa Joe just kind of stuck in the middle as the guy who's going to beat people up. Loved it. Yeah, it was a big wow for me. Um, obviously, I, I think we felt that it was going to be a, a half-hour draw, right? Yeah. I wish they did the countdown like they did in Omega Danielson. You could hear it in, in the arena and on television when it was like five minutes, a minute or whatever. I, I, I'm almost certain they, they did that. And so I wish they did this, even though it did come as more of a surprise. And I, I like that it was a surprise because I didn't, I wasn't paying attention and realized like, oh yeah, 30 minute draws didn't occur to me. Sure. And, and I was fine with it. And, and I, again, I really did think we were going to get a 30 minute draw, but man, that oh, last wait, 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 wait. breaking news, breaking news, guys. What? I just got this from Dan Soder. The Rock was just on Pat McAfee. He was on Pat's show, yeah. And he apparently like went full Hollywood Rock and roasted all of Cody's fans. Oh, I called- saw that clip already, yeah. Oh, all right, all right. Never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep going, Scott. <laughs> I, feel, I feel stupid now. He just goes, well, what The Rock says is he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, and I get it. I love Cody and I want, me and Cody are boys. I want him to finish his stories. He's like, but then there's some people, he's like, there's the there's Cody, there's the Cody fans, and then there's the Cody crybabies. And then, you know, he's like, ew, I think you made me. He did that rock thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm watching this. It's amazing. If this is the rock we're getting, <laughs> Dan is watching it. Like you're watching <laughs> the middle of us recording. But... <laughs> no, I mean, I just it's even better. <laughs> if this is the rock we're getting, that's just fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. If we're getting fucking Hollywood rock, fuck it. Have him take the title and leave for six months. That would be amazing. Okay, so here's the thing. So this was going to be my lowest spot. May as well. Just <laughs> Why is Scott shaking his head? That's, uh, you oh, you, no, you no, wouldn't no, love no. Hollywood rock. Hollywood rock. No. No, no, because Hollywood heel rock. It's great. No, no, because you can eat him against Roman. But no, I think the thing is, you guys are both unfun in very different ways. No, no. (laughs) okay, you don't like the magic of wrestling. You neither of you fully unfun. Both ruin wrestling for me. I'm unfun, (laughs) but from Rock's perspective, like this is my like they were sending death threats to his daughter on Twitter, like these fucking delusional entitled fans. It's a, it's I'm not, a, I'm not co-signing on that. I'm not saying, well, no, first of all, you are, because you're nodding your head up and down. Zach, post the video. Dan is giving big want, thumbs up. I want WrestleMania 19 rock back, man. I want when he's like, you know, fucking what, what, all the shit he was doing with Hurricane. That That's great. You want rock and Hurricane. Okay. I don't want Hurricane back, but I want that type of flavor of rock. That's Why do you hate Shane Helms? Shane Helms works there. He's one of the producers. A good guy. I we want like Shane Helms. I just don't want him on screen. So just to recap, Dan hates Unfun Shane Robert. Helms. He wants, people, he wants people to kill uh, the rock's daughter. Get it. All fu- no, but it's like, By the way, I, Robert is really, his hair, he is really combing it back like fucking Tommy Dreamer now. As yes. it, it, you know, as the, his comb over of the bald spot. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's really fresh. I'm I'm holding on to my hair like Rock is holding on to his relevancy in the main event. Uh, no, people want to see my hair. They want to see Rock in the main event. They wanted to see Swerve and Page with a clean finish. We didn't get a clean finish. We got a we get this triple threat match. Damn, what'd you think of this Swerve Page match that you were so enthralled by Scott's take that you weren't watching shit on your phone? Well, I mean, it was you know, I, look, I try to break breaking news on the show. I'm uh, I'm the melter of the show. In the sense that I'm probably on the spectrum and uh, most likely I'll get a divorce. Um, but I, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was really good. I think, what do you think, Scott? That was the second best match of their series. 
Yeah, I'd say so. And again, it was more than the match. Uh, Cause I, I think we all knew it was going to be that draw. It was that last few minutes that I just didn't expect. It was perfect storytelling. It was yeah. a double turn without being a complete double turn where we're confused. Like there's still a few more steps that hangman needs to make in order for us to be, uh, you know, like write him off. Uh, but wow. Yeah. I just loved, loved, loved this. I, I yeah, this little bitch awesome. hangman is a great, you know, it's a great character. Yeah. And not catching it, you know, like he's cat, he's tripping over himself. It's, it's just so good. So good. Yeah. So we follow that instant classic with another instant classic, Tony storm versus red velvet with Deanna Perazzo on commentary straight from your mama's kitchen. That's stupid that she keeps using that. She needs to do feels racially insensitive. I don't I don't want to know that Red Velvet's like in my mom. You think the way I said it is bad. Check out Excalibur. No, no. I just meant like the 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 uh, implication that she's like the housekeeper. I don't know. Is that is it like is she Mr. Belvedere? Which would be a better gimmick than this. (laughs) Yeah, this was I mean, this was a, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I Deanna Perrazzo hasn't really clicked for me yet. But maybe she'll surprise me. No, she hasn't. And then it's like weird. The only thing that was kind of funny, like a week ago, when Tony Storm said something about like, you know, they shouldn't be body shaming you when there's so many other things to shame you about. I thought that was kind of a funny way of taking that controversy. Look, she's she's the fiend, man. I know you vacuum. You said this, but I did. Yeah, well, it's true. She's great at vacuum, but she can't really. The character's so unique; it, it's it's hard to get other people over. Well, no, we haven't seen her go against anybody who's at least slightly over to see if that's true. Deanna Perazzo is not over. Red Velvet is not over. Riho, not over. Uh, bite your tongue. No. <laughs> um, Orange Cassidy and uh, the the best friends were in the back with with Renee. I don't care. Uh, hour two, unless sorry, unless Scott, you have deep thoughts. Oh about no, there. I do not care. I did not care. But, yeah. So they're like orange facing. Can I, can I have a note about this? Aren't aren't uh, Orange Cassidy and Ishii in chaos together? Like what? Like do they ever explain that? Like is that is that's that a, stable? That's a is great that point. Done? Is that stable done? Like they bring up like. They bring it up. Is New Japan done with it? Like what? Like it's no, just... no. I'm sure they'll they'll mention it on on a collision. And why they, are they fighting? It's just it doesn't make any sense. Because Orange fights title, people. I guess. Yeah. That's pretty much the, yeah. That's Orange's gimmick in the way you book. Yeah, I guess they're the fighting for title. workhorse. That's what his character is. Yeah. Also, it's weird if you bring in these guys like Ishii and they just lose all the time. They don't matter. Yeah, well, they no, you're not wrong doing. about Ishii. I think there's some people who can come in and lose. I think Ishii is like, or was a super talent, and they should have, yeah, given him more shine before he did lose on AEW. I, I agree. Uh, the next match was the Blackpool Combat Club against the CMLL uh, All Stars. I don't, I didn't write down the names of these guys. I know there's a bunch of memes and jokes about them. But I thought the match was at least a really fun six-man tag. Yeah, I was crazy about this. I loved this so much. Uh, everything they've done with the with the CMLL guys has has been really fun and just as good as what we saw in in, in this uh, trios match. They had a match on Collision too that I was crazy about. Uh, even a match on Rampage last week that was fun. And I'm assuming, oh yeah, Matt Seidel is fighting like. 
Mystico or something uh, on Rampage this week. But anyway, I guess what I mean is uh, somehow they have made me very excited about uh, guys that I, like you said, I, I don't know their names when I see them, you know? Uh, three new guys show up, you know, every week, three other guys hop in the ring and I'm not bothered by it because the wrestling is really, really good. Uh, which is like almost never the case when, when luchadors show up into promotions, there's always like, or at least maybe it's just that WWE thing where, uh, they're botching. There's like a lack of communication, like a weird, uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of why NXT is there. Right. But this has worked, and maybe it is because it's guys as good as Danielson and Seidel and Claudio. But I've just loved every minute of this, and every guy is like bent over in my eyes. They have, except, and we talked about this before, like treating them like outsiders, then having like 2.0 and Christopher Daniels run in to clear the ring. Because it's like, well, they don't like each other, but they really don't like these CMLL guys. No one's buying an invasion storyline. I agree with that. Yeah. It, and, and I hate every time uh, at the end of one of these moments, it does feel like an invasion where it shouldn't be. It's like we're we're in a working we have a working agreement and these guys come here and wrestle. It's well, not an invasion. I, my, my thing, though, is, you know, it's like if this is going to be a program, you beat him like right right now. Like, I don't care about this next match. I think they like, beat him every time. Yeah, like why, why, why should I care? Yeah, like, I well, I don't want to spoil Rampage, but uh, well, did they beat someone on Rampage? Oh, yeah, Seidel okay. loses on I Rampage. You know, they always win on Rampage and then they lose against uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, but Rampage is kind of where like shitty storylines go to die. Next up, the Kingdom beat up Chuck Taylor to set up their match on Rampage. So oh, this devil storyline, fucking garbage, dude. This devil storyline so officially is so the worst bad. fucking thing they've they've this, done. This is the wor- I think this is the worst thing in wrestling right now. Like story about not not the worst thing behind the scenes, but the worst <laughs> thing. Kayfabe. This is the worst kayfabe thing in wrestling. Would you agree, Scott and Robert? Oh, I I hate it, man. And and I was yeah. really high on this episode last night. And they cut to the you you know whatever United Kingdom. What are they called now? Um, United Empire. But- yeah, yeah, they're they're no, undisputed sp- kingdom. What the f- undisputed kingdom? My good, I wish they were the United Empire. Uh, yeah, it is such a fail that, so like, man, the way they were Adam Cole's delivery last night, it was all just like, even they are defeated. Uh, so so bad, so so bad, and the fact that this is this Roderick Strong Orange Cassidy match is already like a shoe in basically for um. For the next pay-per-view, even yeah. though we're getting Cassidy versus Ishii on Saturday, which I don't get. And I don't think anybody wants Cassidy versus Roderick Strong on a pay-per-view. Nobody wants that. Well, it made sense when the whole, like, their mission statement was like, hey, we're going to go win all the titles. So, Roderick, go get the whatever title, which is kind of what the NWO did at one point. Except the only titles they have, are they're, they're like the Ring of Honor, they're the Ring of Honor tag champions. Yeah, yeah. No, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there were so many great things about the NWO, but the thing that was so great about them in the beginning, which actually became one of the reasons for WCW's downfall, is they were, like, so apathetic and too cool for WCW. And these guys are, like, not... These guys aren't cool enough for fucking, uh, you know, TNA at this point. I mean, it's it's really... I mean, it's, it's just... I don't know what you do. You know, the only thing that gives me hope is that 
you know, we all remember how bad the Judgment Day was when it was Edge and Damian Priest. Um, but then Rhea came in and kind of turned everything around. I don't know if they'll be able to have that trajectory. But, you know, like, Judgment Day really went from the worst thing in wrestling to, like, one of the most fun things in wrestling. Maybe these guys, you know, there's a lot of talented guys there maybe maybe they can do it but i'm well, i'm I'm skeptical i'm not i'm not hopeful at all i mean to that do you point, know when cole Dan, is back because that's no, no he's still got a deciding factor he's still got a couple months but like we talked about back when it was like who the devil was for a while we kind of said maybe it's going to be brit so that same judgment day thing like if brit was leading these guys and just like the the yeah. rhea ripley of this group maybe that's what you need i don't know uh what we do need more Tony Khan big announcements. Tony Khan comes out clearly reading off of cue cards from Saturday Night Live, like down and to the right, uh, as if he was delivering a middle school book report to announce that in Boston, it's going to be big business. It's going to be <laughs> great, guys. Mark your calendars. We can't sell out 2,000 seat buildings, but we're going to sell out the TD Garden on the chance that you might get to see Sasha Banks, who couldn't really draw huge numbers for New Japan when she was in Long Beach. But she did yeah, okay. People, she people did like okay, but that was like a 3,000 seat building, Dan. I said she yeah, did Yeah, okay. but I think people it, it, like, it, it, um, you know, I unfortunately, they don't see New Japan as like a giant debuting place. And so it's just viewed differently. I, I think in AEW debut is a big enough deal uh i also think we're not just getting mercedes that's why they spelt boston b-o-s-s with like dollar signs uh because they're making it apparent that it's her while also giving us something else and i think that's why it's called big business because we're gonna get two or three things which would be mercedes big show Oh, yeah. I mean, I hate the name. I hate the name. But uh, Mercedes Okada and uh, maybe Osprey will be there by then. Well, isn't Osprey cleared for the pay-per-view? Isn't that when he's supposed to be able to debut? Yeah, so I know he has a match. His final match in New Japan is this Sunday, the 11th. Okay. And then he has a match in the UK, but I don't know when it is. I don't know if it's the first week of March or the end of February, but that's his like last show before he comes to AEW. So yeah, he'll be around for March, I guess. So but, but then you know you run the risk of Mercedes fans love her so much that if you make the night about anybody else along with her, they might bitch. Yeah. That's kind of the uh, fear I had when you said that. Yeah. Now yeah. unless is this this is after the pay-per-view, right? Yeah, yeah, like two weeks after the pay-per-view. Because I would think Okada or something debuts at the pay-per-view, and then it's like, we'll have our first night of Okada on the show, plus this surprise of Mercedes, you know? Or like Okada's first match, plus Mercedes. Yeah. He's a rainmaker. It rains money, folks, you know? it. It. I mean, look, it, it would make sense. Big business, dollar signs. It, it makes big business. It makes sense if Joe retains at the pay-per-view and then the next week Osprey comes out and you're like, Oh shit, we're going to get Osprey and Joe at some point as the next big feud. And then big businesses. Yeah. You're bringing in Sasha. But if you bring in Sasha or Mercedes, whatever, and Okada, you're, that's a waste. They're, they're going to be muddled. 
I don't know. I, I think it's just what they have. It's not a matter of, you know, it's who they got. And so now they just got to bring them all in and, and sort shit out. And the idea of Joe having the title, oh, what sucks is a debuting Osprey or a debuting Okada, right? Oh my God, Okada shows up and he challenges for the title. I, w- I wouldn't complain at all, but they re-debuted this ranking system where all we have to do is look at the ranking system and we're going to know before the pay-per-view is even over who technically gets to fight for it next if if we're judging it off of a ranking system. Which is obviously going to be J.D. Drake. Yeah, of course, if you've been watching Collision and Rampage. No. Uh, we got Chris Jericho versus uh, Takeshita. Sammy Guevara came out at one point to to try to even the odds with Hobbs. In the end, Takeshita made Jericho tap in the walls of Jericho after hitting him with a, a screwdriver. Um Scott, what do you think of this match? Uh, I love Takeshita. I think he is unbelievable. I think he is. It is weird. Your audio is way louder when you turn the camera off. It is. That's crazy. Really? Yeah. Um, But he is, uh, I think he's a super talent. Uh, And I think working with Chris Jericho doesn't do him any real favors currently. I think having Don Callis as his manager doesn't really do him any favors but I did like the match. I thought it was a good match. Uh, I think Takeshita should have squashed him a little more. And instead of a tap, you know, really kick, kick his head off. But other than that, I yeah, look, I don't like the crowd singing Judas. I don't like the crowd behind Chris Jericho. I do think he needs to go away for a minute while they assess things or pretend to assess things. I mean, I don't work there, and so I can't make them do shit. Uh, but at least create the image so I don't feel weird watching Chris Jericho get cheered on television. Other than that, though, Takeshita is, yeah, he's the shit. And I would love to see him fight any of their top guys. I mean, Takeshita versus, uh, uh, you know, for the title in 2024 for me as long as they, as they do it right because he has the talent. Dan? Yeah, I thought this was good. I mean, there's always going to be kind of botches in a Jericho match now you know it's just he's starting to you know the problem with Jericho is that the way he's gotten fat is that like because there's all this like all the center of gravity it is is in his tummy it's harder for people to do spots them like it's easy easier for people to do spots with Otis because it's all thick and Jericho it's clearly just he's got the booze belly so like it, it like the botches I don't know they just seem more pronounced um, you know, I, I'm starting to, you know, honestly, this Don Callis storyline, it's starting to, you know, it's starting to become undisputed kingdom for me where I'm just like, let's move on from this. I mean, you know, you got some hot things in the company. You got hook, you got the, you know, the three way spot for the title, you know, focus on that shit. Who care? Who cares about Jericho, man? It's, you know, they like, like it, stick with guys it, that no one cares. Like, they don't care about him. But then you have like Eddie Kingston win those triple titles. And then he just kind of vanishes off of dynamite. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like have 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 Eddie in a blood feud with somebody. Remember how fun it was when he was in like blood feuds with Punk and Moxley, and instead like they're making him into a workhorse. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, he's in a great feud with Danielson right now, though on Collision. You're right. Yeah, I do. I do like that feud. I do like yeah. that feud. This, but they burned it. But they burned those matches. They've already had like three matches, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Main event, surprise, surprise, 
Sting and Darby Allen win the tag titles from Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Smart decision to make this false count anywhere so you could mask stuff. Um, my my biggest takeaways from this Sting diving off the 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 vomitory thing. It still looks impressive at his old man age. Uh, Ricky suddenly looking hesitant about trying to spear Sting was kind of confusing because that really hasn't been his story of late. Um, Sting missing the kick out kind of sucked. But the big thing was after the match, the Young Bucks attack Sting and Darby, and they attack Sting's kids who look more like main event wrestlers than the Young Bucks. Sting's kids looked like the most athletic, dominant guys on the entire show. Uh, and they are civilians who got beat up by children with baseball bats. Well, those boys are like the size of the authors of pain. Yes. They're yeah, big boys. Hey, he's they're got big than, sons. Damn. They're bigger than Sting. They're yeah. bigger than he was in his prime. Why Much. didn't they go in the business? The whole time, I'm like, Tony should sign these guys and build these guys. Because they got to be old now. Like, Sting is 60-something years old, so his kids have got to be in their, like, late 30s, early 40s. Hey, I could go. Yeah, you're like Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, man. And that you're both probably wearing sweatpants. I am wearing sweatpants. <laughs> match I, was fun, though. Match was fun. It's, it's the same old Sting match, yeah. Big yeah, Bill was there- great. Big Bill was uh, this was the best Big Bill I've ever seen. Um, my only thing is like, again, this is like with AEW, like just p- throwing too much shit at the wall. Save the fucking V trigger with D- Darby Allen for next week. Like this week, it should have all been about them beating up the Suns, and instead you have this moment because like that was the oh shit thing was the Suns getting beaten up. It wasn't like we've seen Darby get fucking murdered before, so just do the Suns getting beaten up. But it's like Tony just can't fucking help himself. It's like, you know, he's like, uh, like almost like Carlos Mencia, but as a booker, like he has to do like an hour and fucking twenty five minutes or something, even though the crowd just wants forty five, and uh, half of it's ripped off. So I was gonna say that was that was a great fucking punchline there, like yeah. that. Um, yeah, it felt like a lot. I mean the the big bill sidewalk slam onto Darby on the outside, where I thought he killed him, looked really fucking impressive. So I thought that looked good. The finish was what it was. Ricky kind of had a little bit of boo-boo face. It felt like he knew, like, yeah, we're going out here to go do this. Um, And then immediately get shuttled to the side because we got to focus on the Young Bucks. Excalibur then saying, like, it's no longer the BTE trigger. It's the EVP trigger. They said that earlier today. I like that. It was so fucking goofy. I like it. It's It's fine. fine. It was just, it. I thought that was goofy, but... Yeah, we're we're getting where we need to go for the, well, the opening problem and is closing, whole, and it worked. This whole EVB character, it's like they kind of like they totally took the gas out of it by like saying, you know, in that first promo, like we're here to destroy all these WWE guys, except for Sting. Sting's cool, and Darby's a AEW original, so it's just a weird. Like I know they have to do this match, but the whole characters, the the, the EVB characters, don't really line up with. Their new gimmick doesn't line up with this with this version of Sting and Darby. Yeah. Correct. The only way this could have worked is if they ran out there and they're like, we can't have an overrun. You guys are taking too long. And then they beat him with bats because they're yeah. trying to preserve. Like, at least then you're vibing with it. But Scott and I talked about this before. Like, Sting and Darby do not need to be on an insidery, smarky kind of storyline for Sting's last match. I still think this should have been FTR. 
I'll, I'll say this every week until they prove otherwise. Is but FTR on collision, by the way? You got that match already, yeah. So what? You can still do it again. Who cares? They um, Yeah, they're in a trios with Daniel Garcia now. And they're really pushing Garcia. Garcia looks like he's going to fight for the TNT title at um, Revolution against Christian. Well, Garcia said his contract's up in a couple months, so I guess they got to try to... Wow, keep, yeah, Tony pushes happy. them like hell, right? Yes, he wants to make them look good when they show up on uh, Raw. All right, wow. let's do uh, high spot, low spot. We'll get out of here for now, and then I'll be back at some point uh, after this. It'll be momentarily for you guys, talking about the fallout of the press conference. Scott, what's your high spot, low spot? Um, Well, look, I do think that they are going to make corrections at the press conference that I will probably be fine enough, enough with. Um, I do not – this is my low spot. I am not buying in – to this idea that this was exactly the plan the whole time. Um, stop telling me that The Rock is Andy Kaufman. Um, Andy <laughs> Kaufman didn't shit his pants on stage and then tell you you didn't smell shit and there's no shit in his pants. Uh, this is, you took a shit in the ring and now you're telling us that's not what it is. Uh, we saw it. We know what happened. Let's move on. I'm glad they're course correcting. Fine with that. But that is my low spot is this this idea that every single step of this has been part of the plan. Um, it's just lame and a lie. My high spot is this uh, this Sunday, uh, New Japan has a pay-per-view. I guess it's it's a new beginning um, in Osaka. And here are the matches. You're getting Zack Sabre Jr. First versus Brian Danielson for Whoa. the first time in Japan, boys. Well, wow. uh, you're getting Didn't we just versus... get that match here, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, but you want to see it in Japan. I'd rather see oh, it. Oh, yeah. I just, oh, yeah. I, I think I thought we just had that match. That's why I was like, oh. Yeah, Wrestle Dream in uh, September in Seattle, I think. Look at Robert shitting on Christmas. Keep going. <laughs> shitting on Christmas, just asking a question, trying to, trying to learn, Dan, trying to better myself through culture. It's you're getting, you're fun. getting Okada versus Tanahashi for the last time. Well, because that's Okada's, be yeah. So this is maybe his last singles match in New Japan. I think he has one or two more matches after this, though. Um, and you are getting the first steel cage match in 20 years. Uh, it's going to be Bullet Club versus the United Empire. And I got a feeling since Osprey is leaving, the United Empire might beat his ass afterwards, kind of like the way the Bullet Club guys always get sent out on their way when the Bullet Club leaders leave to go to WWE. or Yeah, like, it, like when they do that to AJ. Wait, yeah. hold on. I'm, I'm going to ask a dumb guy question here. I thought the United Empire was Kyle Fletcher and that other guy. And uh, the other guy's injured, and Kyle Fletcher's in Ring of Honor. No, they're Aussie Open. That's uh, Aussie Open. In, but I thought they were in the United Empire. I thought they are part of the United, United Empire. Empire. Who they're else in is it. in there? It's like Jeff Cobb? Jeff Cobb. Um, TJ, your friend, TJP. Oh, yeah. I fully wear that. <laughs> Robert's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah sorry, TJ. I uh, love uh, what you're doing. It's Fucking fantastic. Great O'Con. Okay. It's like stocks right now. They're, I, I don't know who's in, in the... In, now you're going to make me look it up. Great O'Con sounds like somebody that would have wrestled in like Stampede against Stu. It doesn't sound like a modern wrestler. Great O'Con sounds like what the diag doctors diagnosed Stu with. <laughs> no, Brett would say it was the greatest O'Con is what killed us. Uh, uh, yeah, my O'Con was much greater than the their great Kokon. 
Oh yeah, there's this young dude, Francesco Akira. He's in United Empire. He's great. He's in the match. Uh, TJP's in the match. Uh, Hanare is in the match. He's he's great. Good. Yeah, and these young Bullet Club guys are awesome, man. Gabe Kidd has been amazing. Alex Coughlin, Clark Connors is good. So I don't know. It'll be fun. And it's like War Games rules. They announced that like a week ago. And they haven't done a cage match in twenty years. Twenty years, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So while everybody else is excited for the Super Bowl, you're excited for the. Oh, I'll be waking up early for this. Yeah. All right, Dan. What's your high spot, low spot? Um, my high spot this week. You know, it's it's a com bit a combo of bitter Drew, but I'm also going to say Hollywood Rock, man. I'm just I know I you know. Ugh, tuned out of the podcast to check out that Pat McAfee clip, but if this is the rock we're getting, fucking bring it on, bro. I mean, which is also a rock catchphrase. My low spot is you don't fucking send death threats to his goddamn daughter. I mean, yeah. what what are we what are we doing here, guys? She has nothing to do with this. It's already you know, like I as somebody like you know, this is obviously not the same situation, but I went to college for theater. And my dad's like plays were done there a lot. It was a big deal. And I always like, it was always like kind of like weirdly, I was weirdly in my dad's shadow. It's not fun. So it's like, you know, like her getting this is, it's just not fun, man. So it's like, you know, give her a fucking break, man. Um, do you want to do plugs too? Do you want me to do my plugs? Um, I was going to do my hash spot. Let me do plugs. Okay, then yeah, we're yeah, done. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My list about the Ava stuff. Um, I, I, I've been friendly with Ava, super sweet girl, really passionate about the business, and people are just fucking awful. My high spot was from SmackDown last week. I thought they pulled off the Bailey uh, damage control thing really, really well. My only question about that, sorry to interrupt you. Have they been building that up because I hadn't been tuning in? Okay. So they've been subtly building it up. They've been subtly building it up that, like, they all seem like they have a plan, but then the Kabuki Warriors and EO are like, planning behind her back and then things like don't go like they go awry but they don't really go awry uh the other high spot was from nxt vengeance day the carmelo hayes trick williams stuff the way that they paid that off over the course of the night they built it up really really well they they did the the tag match i actually enjoyed a baron corbin tag match which is fucking that was weird. a good match yeah a really good match um and him without a then, shirt on is rough but yeah it was a good match yes his his stomach looks like the progressive box like it just doesn't look right um yeah. and then the, yeah the main event the way that they they teased carmelo throughout uh and then the payoff at the end i thought both those stories paid off really really well which is what makes this cody thing even more baffling uh, what's less baffling is how you can support the show. Signing up as a Patreon at the $5 level. Uh, we did a great show. Mike, Dan, Scott, and I were on last week. Uh, then uh, for something to sports entertainment with, I did an NXT Vengeance Day and Raw breakdown. Uh, you can go on go on the iTunes gimmick, go to five-star review. We haven't done that in a while. Dan, what do you want to plug? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Robert. Well, my special Dance Fatty Dance comes out on March 12th. You'll hear Scott's voice right in the beginning. Uh, it'll be on 800-pound Gorilla's website, then All Things Comedy website. We're doing a bunch of other pods, you know, to promote it. So you'll probably hear me on there. I just did Stabby's World. Um, and uh, I'm going to be opening for Dan Soder at the Wilbur next Saturday night, uh, which should be a fucking blast, man. Um, Where is that? It's in Boston. Okay. So. 
We're going to be yeah, doing big some... business Boston <laughs> boys. I think, I think both shows are almost sold out. So, you know, get, get whatever tickets are left. I mean, talk about big business Two Dan's for the price of one come to see us at the, uh, Wilbur and, uh, at the end of the month, uh, even though I'll probably be on the show beforehand, actually it's March 1st and March 2nd. I'm going to be at Dallas comedy club headlining. Uh, I'm really excited about that. It's a new club. Um, so, uh, yeah, dude, check me out. Scott, what do you want to plug? Uh, my other podcast out for smokes. Also this weekend, I'm in Saratoga Springs with Luis Gomez and next weekend I'm in Poughkeepsie, New York with Louis J. Gomez. So if you live in those areas, reach out, come see, come hang, come party. Nice. Oh, my, one, oh. one other, I'm sorry to interrupt again. Yeah. One other thing, guys, please join my YouTube and Instagram. Anyone here who listens to me who hasn't joined my YouTube and Instagram, it helps me get more bookings, the more followers I have. Uh, it'll, it'll help out a lot. So please, please join it. I want to get to a thousand on Instagram. I'm almost there with the old WrestleRoast YouTube channel. It's not anymore. It's, but we still have some WrestleRoast videos there and, uh, please, uh, and please join my Instagram. So, uh, I just had a video that, uh, got fucking a million views. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Nice. Uh, I was going to say the WrestleRoast Instagram, the new Instagram, uh, Zach, our erstwhile producer. YouTube. Has put that you're, you're not Instagram. Oh, YouTube. not Instagram. Fuck Instagram. Um, you, 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 well, you, join our Instagram. No, join, the, join our Instagram. I'm saying that, that already exists. Our new YouTube page uh, should be up now. We'll post the link on the Facebook group and on Twitter. It's going to have the audio for the shows. It's going to be another way for you to catch what it is that we're doing here. Also, last plug on my end, uh, starting on Monday, uh, Rumor and Innuendo will be back. Uh, be Whoa. myself and my new co-host, Dominic D'Angelo, uh, who has been on WrestleRoast before. Uh, it'll be Monday through Friday, noon Easter. You can catch it on, uh, on X, YouTube. All that good stuff. It's going to be a blast. But until then, Dan, what do you want to say to the fine people? Wash your damn hands, and we'll see you probably in like two seconds to talk about this press conference. Wash your hands, and we'll talk about the press conference in a few seconds. And we're back. Hope you're done washing your hands. We just watched the uh, the press conference, and I got to tell you, it's worth doing a little bit of overtime here, Dan. Uh, you texted it to the group where we were watching this. This press event was just across the board, looked like an absolute home run. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, uh, unbelievable press conference. They, um, they, they, uh, you know, they, they freaking out, out themselves. All, it, hey, guys, guys, just full transparency. I have Chinese coming. The dogs will react. You haven't seen the dogs in a while, so exclusive. Uh, also, I am currently bidding on a Shawn Michaels title on eBay. So if that interferes with it, I'm sorry. Well, we're going to, yeah, we're, we're not going to get too in depth in this. Here's, here's the big takeaways from this thing, guys. Number one, uh, CM Punk and Big E as a commentary team going forward are going to be a tremendous, uh, financial windfall for the WWE. They knocked it out of the park. Presentation looked great. It's clear that we're getting Rhea and Becky at WrestleMania. Yes, they telegraphed it. No, I don't care. I'm happy about it. I'm excited. Uh, but the 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 main event of this whole thing, I'm going to break it down real quick, get Dan's opinion before his Chinese food comes. Seth Rollins comes out. He's, he's like, hey, let's bring out Cody and make our match official. Roman cuts this off. He says, this is my call. This is no one else's call. I choose The Rock. Rock comes out, crowd 
I would say liberally would say to be it's divided. It was like 80-20 in favor of they want Cody. They don't want Rock there. Rock is feeding off of this because dude's a pro. He knows what he's doing. And he's just trying to push forward. He's bringing up that he's calling them Cody Cryberry, but Crybabies. Cryberry, that sounds like a Pinkberry flavor, right? Cryberry sounds delicious. It does uh, sound delicious. He puts up the family tree of the bloodline uh, to show why this is such a deeply personal story, uh, that this is one dominant family and that they are the only dominant family in wrestling. Uh, and the fans are booing and he says, it doesn't matter what you want. We're getting rock Roman. They hug. This brings Cody out. He's fired up. He says, this is bullshit. I'm the guy who won the rumble. I make my pick. I choose Roman. Roman fires off at him, buries him in a, in a positive way where he's like, look, you are as irrelevant as your father. That's what's pretty, pretty intense. Yeah. It's great. Then Cody turns around and says, if your grandfather were here and if the high chief Peter, my VA were here, they would be ashamed of you. Rock takes offense to that. He steps forward and says, Hey, his ancestors are my ancestors. He slaps Cody. It leads to chaos. Then in the back, you got Hunter trying to make sense of it. Rock and Roman walk by Rock cursing up a storm, which was fantastic, saying, you know, you talk shit about my family. Either you fix this or I'm going to fix it. Everything's in chaos, Dan. They managed to change the narrative from, boy, we bungled things on SmackDown to what the fuck are they going to do? And we're excited. Yeah, the only thing I'm a little bit nervous about, I hope it's not a tag, but I don't think it's going to be a tag. I don't think it's going to be a tag. Uh, unless they they could theoretically do a tag night one, but I doubt that they're going to. I think that it's got to end on a singles match. You know, it's got to end on a singles. Um, unless if there's a way to get to Cody Rock, that's kind of where you know that slap. That seems to be what they're teasing here. Well, I mean, that would be a hell of a main event. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, Robert, I don't know. I, I, I think, I, I think it's going to be an incredible mania. I, I don't know where Seth fits into this, and I think this is exactly what they wanted because it takes the attention off everything that's going on. Vince, we're all debating what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, the only problem is, is, you know, is there going to be a payoff? And I think there is. You know, I don't think this is going to be like the higher power. You know, I think that this is going to, this is going to, you know, man, I, I was, I was really blown away. You know, that's all, that's all I can say. I think the one criticism I have, if there is any, is that I wish Cody came out with his music and seemed a little bit stronger. Cause I think he got eaten up by Roman and rock a little bit. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, I, I mean, he I, got, I think Seth's the, so what's interesting is Seth's kind of the guy who got marginalized. Yeah, I was like, fine with that. I was it's, fine. With it's that. fine, but I feel like if you're if you're really spitballing this here, again, I don't think this is necessarily going to happen. But it felt like what they were leaning towards is night one, Rock Cody and Roman Seth, and then night two, Roman and Cody. Is it going to be like a New Japan thing where they're going to like unify the titles? It should be right. It kind of. I mean, the fact that. Roman has so consistently buried the world heavyweight title. This that's the loser's title. That's a secondary title. I'm the real champion. 
it but it, would... he's gonna win though so it's like it's gonna be roman unless Co- seth wins and then it's seth cody no Bell. i think i think roman would roman can win you've got maybe drew involved there's there's other levers you can pull but it really feels like the way they are positioning this that there is now a personal uh just hatred between cody and the rock because as far as rock's concerned he was insulted that Cody invoked the family name. There, there's hate between Cody and Roman, uh, Roman and Cody, Rock and Cody. And, uh, you know, it seems like there's love between Seth and Cody and love between Roman and, and Rock. It's it, This is really firing on all cylinders, you know? I mean, I know it sounds like we're, we're like, <laughs> you know, like we're in the, uh, we're in the WWE camp, but I mean, ha- how can you not love this shit? I mean, this is the most, compelling weird thing and like i said earlier on the show the worst case scenario is that we wind up getting roman versus rock which would still be a hell of a blockbuster match when they faced off against each other and they put the graphic up on the screen it's a strong looking graphic well my thing is now though it's like are we not going to get so we're not going to get roman and and rock are we going to get Roman and Rock? I mean, are we not going to get Roman and Rock? But now we... this is this is where it's like so fucked because you're you, they gave you Roman Rock and the internet exploded and said like we don't want this, and now you're saying well, well, now we're so not cool going to get staring Rock. down with one another. I mean, it's I mean the thing is is Rock how many matches is, is the Rock going to have? So is the Rock going to have two matches and then we're going to save for Rock and uh, Rock and Roman later on and. Or Roman and and then Roman and Cody at SummerSlam. I mean, you know the thing is they they really you know if they want to, they've uh, they've lined up their main events for the year. You know, um, they have. But the the thing about The Rock is anytime he's done one of these heel turns in the past, once the, the is it a heel turn though? This felt like a heel turn. That crowd was booing the fuck out of him, and it would the it doesn't matter what you think. Uh, the the line about how there's only one family that matters in wrestling, or one run, you know, which takes a shot at uh, Cody and his bloodline. Um, it felt like Rock towing like Kersick walking in the back with Roman, like he hugged Roman, and then the two of them walking out together. When he's done these heel turns, you wait a little bit. He comes back. There's a smile, a wink. Ah, guys, I was just kidding. And then they love him again. So you can always pull the nose up and then find a way to get to Roman and rock down the road. But this was, it left you with more questions than answers, which is not what I was expecting, but at least these are good questions and good answers as opposed to how we felt since SmackDown, which was, boy, this was a disaster. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is something else, man. I mean, the only thing that's weird, it's weird that Cody gave up the spot now and then, you know, kind of, it looks like he's Indian giving the, well, I can't, I guess you can't say that word, Native American, Native American giving. I don't know. I guess it's just the whole thing. It's tragedy what happened to Native Americans. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll give them my Sean belt. Are you going to hold my Sean belt when I get it? What, what is, what is the Sean belt? I, I, I signed Sean Michaels belt. I'm in the lead on eBay right now for $84. So that's actually not a bad price for something like that. Uh, not that's, a bad that's pretty price cool. At all. Um, yeah. You can mount it on the wall behind you. Uh, yeah, Sean, only guy who wasn't there, that would have been fun to have him 
him there as well. But I loved CM Punk constantly screaming, punch him in the face. I'm like, isn't that what got you into WWE in the first place? <laughs> was hitting dudes in the face. Um, they were having fun. And then the strangest thing about this, guys, is they're playing fast and loose with what they consider kayfabe. Like the way that Big E was talking about leaving while being in the mid card. Um, yeah. the, the whole guy, this felt like they're going to do a tag man. Like they're having the same conversation that we are on TV. Audience is fully on board for this ride. And, and, and there's just so many infinite, I'm sorry to interrupt. There's so mm -hmm. many infinite main events. Cause it's like yeah. rock and punk seem like they have something again. I know we saw that a couple of times, uh, punk and Roman have something. We still have drew and punk drew and Cody. I mean, this is. You know, this is uh, this is attitude era like heat as far as in the main event right now. That's how it feels. It feels like there are yeah. so many guys and we're not even talking about the fact that you still have Gunther hanging around who when they decide yeah. to pull the trigger on him as a main eventer, uh, the little mention of Jey Uso to remind people of that. That was pretty great. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, they could always dust Austin off if he wants to do it. But he's not recording a cartoon. Fingers yeah. Yeah. They, they they could definitely they could find something for for Steve to do. It was interesting Hunter's opening comments about how this is the new WWE. Like guys, this is the new WWE. Even when it seems like they shit the bed, they seem to kind of fix it. And Rhea and Becky look like stars. The guys look like stars. Bianca just coming out there and waving to the crowd. Work presentation for this looked major. Um, it would have been cool if uh, what's her name confronted her, Jade Cargill, during it. That would have really set the crowd on fire. I mean, maybe they're just yeah. saving that for SmackDown. I feel like it, they're. I don't know if they're necessarily going with that, but you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, like I said, this was just a little tail end snippet where we were given our immediate feedback. Uh, we'll be back this weekend, I'm sure, doing some uh, some stuff for the Patreon. So so check that out. I'm sure I'm going to wind up talking whatever happens on SmackDown. Uh, and, uh, you know, Scott, will probably want to talk some of the New Japan non-Super Bowl related stuff. But uh, until then, Dan, what's your what's your final thought before before you go bid uh, ninety dollars for the Shawn Michaels title? Uh, thank you. I am at ninety dollars now. People are this. People are going uh, going nuts for this belt. Uh, I, I think I think this is the best press conference since Tyson Austin, I was just going to say that the Tyson Austin show. Tyson Austin was probably a little bit more um, interesting. But well, that one you didn't expect physicality at a press conference. This one, right. it was interesting to see what they did, but they definitely told the story well. Um, yeah, I think that'll uh, that'll do it for us here. Zach will splice this all together, and it's going to be seamless, seamless audio. Until then, guys, wash your hands.